Hey, stranger! The Opus is moving out and into a new season as we continue to explore the ongoing legacy of music's most iconic records. I'm your host, Adam Unz, and this season we're celebrating the 45th anniversary of Billy Joel's fifth studio album, The Stranger, a record whose critical and commercial success catapulted the piano man to superstardom. Helping us explore this classic collection are artists like Billy Joel's drummer Liberty DeVito, Regina Spector, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Rozzy, Lissy, The Arkells, Bayside's Anthony Renari, and Ben Folds. Great music shapes lives, shakes rafters, and embeds itself into our culture. So let's find out why only the good die young as we deep dive into The Stranger. The new season is out now and is brought to you by the Consequence Podcast Network and Sony Legacy Recordings. Find us at consequence.net or wherever you get your podcasts. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hello, hello! Welcome to the Spark Parade, a show where I talk to amazing people about the art and culture that shaped their lives. I'm Adam Unz. Thanks so much for joining me. Coming up in a bit, you'll hear my delightful chat, and I really, really mean that. You are going to be delighted, friends, with comedian Mia Jackson about her love for La Bamba, the Richie Valens biopic starring Lou Diamond Phillips, the movie What's Love Got to Do With It, which is, of course, the Tina Turner story, and legendary Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Dolly Parton starring classic comedy film Nine to Five. So, geez, guys. I only took one week off. Christ almighty. What a scary, surreal reality we're living in right now. This last week has probably been the most intense of all our lives. Everyone is so worried, or at least the rational ones, if you're listening to this in a gym or a bar or any place where you don't need to be, go the fuck home and wash your hands. Twice. The second time is punishment for being a selfish dick. But I digress. We are all so stressed and so upset and everything is so uncertain, but I've got some good news for you. While we're all hunkered down, there are still some great places we can all turn to for comfort. Two of my faves are turning to each other and turning to our favorite art. We're all going to need to support each other in the coming months. That means staying in constant contact with your loved ones, especially people who live on their own. Call people. More than you would have in the days when people used to use their phones to make phone calls. Video chat if you can. My husband and I watched Drag Race last week in a Google Hangout with our friends, and it was really fucking fun. We're all going to have to help each other to stay sane and to find joy through this absolutely crazy experience. I still can't believe it's actually happening. It feels like a dream or a movie or... Sorry. More digression. The other crutch to hold you up is, unsurprisingly, art. Watch movies, read books, binge watch TV shows, listen to music, engage with the online resources that so many arts organizations are setting up, free streams from the Met Opera, y'all, and engage in that art with people you love. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I so firmly believe in the power of art to bring us together, to connect us and inspire us. 
Share that joy with your friends and family, especially right now. Set up your own video group chats to watch TV shows or movies. Swap music suggestions with each other, etc., etc. The list is endless. The only lucky thing about this mess is that we live in a world where we can all stay connected to each other, even if we're not in the same place. So make sure that happens. And I'm going to do my part by slinging these little podcasts at your ears each week. I hope they bring you some comfort and some joy. And that brings me to this week's interview. I always have a few interviews in the bank, and I specifically chose this one for this week's episode because it is so much fun and so joyous, and I can't wait for you to hear it. I love all my guests equally. They are like my children. Is that creepy? Did I just blow my chances of ever booking another guest? Who knows? But Mia Jackson is the template for what I look for in a conversation for this show. She's funny. I mean, duh, she's a comic. She has great taste. The films she chose are all personal favorites of mine. She's insightful and engaged, and I was smiling and laughing nonstop while I was editing the interview. All good signs here, folks. I hope this conversation brings some much-needed sunshine into your life. So without further ado, here comes my chat with Mia Jackson about La Bamba, What's Love Got to Do With It, and 9 to 5. Let's start with La Bamba. Okay. All right. Um, Did you usually... The way I kind of dig into each topic okay. is the uh, origin story. Like, how, where did you see that movie for the first time? <laughs> okay. Do you remember that stuff? <laughs> I, I do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So that, I think that um, I had to have been probably 10, around 10, mm-hmm. I think, some, somewhere around there. But it was cable. Like, it had to be like HBO or Cinemax. You know what? I think it was probably Cinemax because I think my parents – would never get HBO, but they always got Cinemax. And I used to be so mad. I mean, I know they were, I think they're owned by the same company or they were. And I used to go, why won't you just get HBO like everybody else? Like, in HBO Cooler? So we had Cinemax. But I think think we had HBO at one point and they were like, no, this is so. So I would watch, um, that was just one of the movies where it came on and I would watch it literally every single time. Like to the point where my parents would go, are you watching this again? Like, yeah. why, why are you so fascinated? And like, but I was so fascinated with the movie, and I loved um, the theme song when I think it was Los Lobos. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my! And then I would watch the video over and over, and I would be like, Oh, that happened in this part of the movie, and that happened in that part. But I just, but that that started my fascination with biopics or is it biopics i feel i hear people say different things yeah, but yeah. What, i always say biopics well, it I feel, doesn't yeah i i like that pronunciation like biopics. Bi- yeah yeah because i feel like biopic sounds like a science yeah. thing and or I'm like, like a procedure you're having right done at a right doctor i'm getting my biopics later today yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's how it and you're like i'm so sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that kind of thing but yeah so i that started my fascination with it but like just i think it was just watching you know, just watching the rise of somebody's career and then, you know, and then watching and knowing like the real context of it later to go like, oh, my God, that person was only 17 right. when they died. And but that was such a huge impact that he made on the world in a very short period of time. Right, so, right. yeah, but I would watch when I say I cannot tell you how many times I watched the movie. Like, even as we're talking about it now, I'm like, it's been so long since I've seen it. I got to go watch it again. Yeah. Like, I need to I need to be reminded. But, yeah, I used to watch it just, I mean, I would sing every single song. And, and you know, then it, I think the part that was just really, the part that just got me just at the end, you know, when they, when you see the real Richie Valentine, mm. you're like, 
oh my God, you know, because as a kid, you're like, you know, you're watching a movie and, and as entertainment and you're like, that's a real, that's a real person. Like, I want to yeah. find out more information about this person. So, yeah, sure. And like that plane crash, you know, yeah, like, like three yeah. huge superstars yes. dying in the same plane yes. crash. Yes, the, yeah, was um, it what they call the day the music died? Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was, that was very fascinating to me too, where I was like, oh my God. And then, and, you know, and especially when I got older to, go back and read and just go like, oh, this was Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. And it's mm. just like, this This was huge, you know, when, at, you know, at that, I mean, it's huge, but you're like, when you think about where music was at that time, you're like, this was such a big impact on just the world, you right. know, so. Yeah, and I think, like, Buddy Holly was like 22 yeah, as well. Yeah, he was like, super all young. All these really young people. Yeah just really starting out in their careers and then for me like feeling that kind of uh shock and grief firsthand like when Aaliyah died yeah that it was like again yes. someone oh. who's a baby yeah. just really just. starting to you know I mean she she was a bit more established because she started so young but right um, but still she's like 22 yeah yeah and just yeah I it, it makes me never ever want to travel in a propeller plane ever again yeah and it and it really um but yeah but yeah but like i can remember like when when Aaliyah died and then just being like because again you know you think like so you think about it where you go oh well yeah she's been around forever and you're like mm. no she was only 22 you know yeah, like that's yeah. like such a short short you know just a short career but you just it just really makes you think about just life mm -hmm. you know and just what you do with the time that you're here and how it just impacts so many people around you. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, that, and I think that the other thing that I always found really fascinating about La Bamba is like, and, and all of these people who we're talking about is this idea of, I guess it's kind of a modern construct, you know, like rock, rock stars, the idea of like that yeah. kind of fame where, um, you know, from from TV and people feeling like there's a person who they kind of know right. who come, is in their home and all of that. Mm -hmm. That the impact of these really young people who had such short careers right. is still so huge. And the legacy that they leave behind right. ends up being what you would think would be kind of disproportionate to the amount of Yeah, for the output of, done. yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you're like, oh, but no, this was a, this is a real person that had a family and there were people that loved them and people that cared about them yeah. and, and 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 then you just think whatever that impact was to you you're like oh you just enjoy their art but these are people who and you know enjoy them they love them as a person mm. and it's just you know and then you just start thinking like man and if i'm thinking i wonder what else this person would have done then you like you know you know their family like it's just just got to be just just heart wrenching to to them. So, yeah. but yeah, but I just yeah, I just as a kid, I could not stop watching that movie. I mean, just mm. I just and then when I when I would see Lou Diamond Phillips and other things, I'd be like, I don't like La Bamba was his best work. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be like, that was his best thing that he's yeah, ever done, even yeah. though he did so many and does so many other things. Right. I was like, yeah. this was peak. And yeah. I'm like, why did he not win all the awards for La Bamba? Right, yeah, right. That was out of control. Yeah, like, whatever, Richie. We know yeah, you're like, Richie. Like, right, stop trying right. to be other people. Like, you are, like what is this Young Guns business? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. What is this other thing he's deciding to do? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, like, such an incredible story. And I think what you were saying, like, the kind of human element where, 
you have these two sides where it's this person who's an icon mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, James Dean or something where there's yeah. these people who died so young so and young. have just become l- legendary just, yeah, yeah. You know, like presences. Icon and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're larger than life, you yeah. know? Yeah. And having that, you know, having something that you can look at that like kind of humanizes them. And, yeah. Um, also just like seeing the experience, getting kind of behind uh, what it would have been like for this really young kid. Yeah. Um, especially when it was like not common for Latino not pop at stars all. to be, yeah. you know, to even exist. Right. Um, so f- getting that kind of fame um, at such a young age and how, just, like, how it affected his family and, and all right. that kind of stuff. And then like, well, I know the one scene where they would... Um, because what, what was it? That he, I think he witnessed a plane crash or something as a child or mm, something like that. And so mm-hmm. that was like a recurring thing in the movie. And so, you know, then when you're like, oh, man, like, what a, what a horrible way. Like, you're like, like the, the foreshadowing of that, like to see that as a child. And then, you know, that's how you die. And it's like, God, yeah. like that was just so, you know, but yeah, that movie just, it just for some reason, just as a kid, just really just got into my my soul, my spirit, you know, where yeah. I'm like, I just, I just was fascinated with that story. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was looking back through like the soundtrack track listing mm-hmm. and uh, Los Lobos recorded, you know, like six or seven songs for it. Yeah. I don't, I think the only thing I managed to holler through was La Bamba all the time. And I think when I found out they did yeah. other songs, I'm like, what are they doing making songs for other things besides this movie? Right. Obviously, right. you can see I will not let people do anything beyond what I think they should be doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> you should only do things that I like at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like. Uh, I liked that idea too of having a uh, real band doing all of the yeah, songs and like yeah. covering covering things if they're gonna. Um, I'm assuming Luke Diamond Phillips just couldn't sing. Um, that, that, that's my know. guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know that to be true, but that's what I guess. Yeah, yeah, but also just like the other kind of songs of the era, like having I don't know, Lonely mm. Teardrops and yeah, Summertime Blues yeah, and stuff like that right. on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, lo- yeah. Um, Lonely Teardrops was in there and. Yeah, um, God, what else? And I remember there was it Donna, that song, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Yeah, and I just um, thought that was the sweetest song. And I'm yeah. like, he loves her. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. And that, oh. you know, whole uh, classic story of like, oh, he's really in love with someone who, you know, their families don't approve of their right. love yeah. and whatever. Like, um, I love a good non approved love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. my um, thing. But yeah, all, all of those elements together, and I really just like it's uh, it's so. I think I found this more common when I was little. Like the soundtrack to a movie that I really loved mm-hmm. would then become just as big a part of like uh, the the appeal to me and <laughs> yeah. you know, like, obsess over the songs. Yeah. As well. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of being able to like get into music of an era that you know you weren't alive for, yeah, that, like oh, before for you were sure. born. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, um, and I think that kind of, and I just always liked or just loved music in general because my dad, he, my dad has always had his own band, and uh, he, uh, but he would always just have when I was a kid, just stacks and stacks of just records, like the you know big albums and all this stuff, and I would just be going through all of it, and so I would, so whenever I would watch movie like music movies, like I would just be totally into it. Yeah. 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 So I think I had the La Bamba soundtrack when I was <gasps> able to. I, 
Um, Be still, my heart. <laughs> I know, I know. Very, yeah. I had a very intense relationship with that movie too. So. <laughs> Get out of here! I yeah. love it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, speaking of yes. biopics, I think we are going to just, uh, you know, uh, world. Everyone listening to this, it's biopic. We've okay. Settled Why we've decided? Yeah. Today, let's declare it. It's yeah. biopics. I, yeah, because yeah, I think I was talking to someone when they said it, and I was like, "You've got to stop." Yeah, you. We cannot continue yes. saying biopics. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like uh, a pronunciation that's come from like only having seen the word written down and never having heard it. Said I think out loud. so. Yeah, I think um, so. Was not so. like, hmm. Yeah. Yes. Biopic. Yeah. That's let's like yeah. it doesn't even sound like you would it doesn't even sound like something you would want to watch. Right. Right. Yeah. It does sound like a culture on a slide yeah. somewhere. Yeah, the biopics have right. come back uh, right. negative. Like, thanks, thankfully. You're good. Yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds like. Gross. Nope. <sighs> Gone. I hate it. Uh so yes. Uh, another biopic. Yes. Um uh What's Love Got to Do with It? Which is just like I mean, <sighs> obviously, look, I'm not gonna try to make this all about me, but <laughs> So my God, <laughs> I like I can't. I I don't even know what where to start. Like, so did so I pick here, two you, movies that you were into? Is you, that what happened? You picked three movies. That Get I out of here! So uh, uh, we're we're on the same page. Okay, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, same same uh, entry point here. So okay. do you remember seeing it for the first time? For sure. Yeah. I um I think it was it was it was it was. Uh, maybe by that time we had HBO. I don't know. We might still have Cinemax. I'm not sure. But uh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think I saw it in the movies. That that's for sure. I, I do remember being at home and mm. um, again watched it multiple multiple times to the point where I would try to do the choreography from the movie. And I can remember. I mean everything. Like you could not tell me that I was not doing the scenes from um, what was it. Um, there was a scene where the song was uh, "Shake a Tail Feather." Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm-hmm. when when they would do that leg kick. Oh, I was doing the leg kick. I did every. I, I would do so much stuff, and I remember being in marching band in high school, and then mm-hmm. people telling me like, "Like, can you stop?" They were like, "Can you please stop <laughs> trying to act out every scene from this movie?" And I'm just like, "How do you not know that this is an amazing movie? Like, yeah. we must do every scene." At all times. Like, I still quote the movie <laughs> to this day. Like, I quote it all the time. Like, my, um, what is it? There's a scene, there's a scene towards the end when, um, I hate to spoil it for people, but there's a scene, <laughs> um, it's been out for what, since 1993. Yeah. But, um, it's the part when she has, you know, she's left Ike mm-hmm. and he comes and he comes to the parking lot and he's like, you know, I brought you some flowers and I was listening to your band and then, and then she was like, hey, you know, I got, I got my own, I got my own band, I got my own sound. And then he's very dismissive and he's just like, um, eh, nobody worried about that la-di-da stuff you talking about. And for some reason I was like, that is such a dismissive phrase. So like yeah. when my friend says, oh my God, I'm not worried about whatever that la-di-da, I don't want to, whatever this little <laughs> la-di-da mess you talk, I don't want to hear it. I don't want whatever la-di-da story mm. you're about to give me. So that's, <laughs> I totally took that from, from that movie. But um, yeah, it was just such a powerful Mm-hmm. movie like it made me love tina turner even more it made me love angela bassett you know and i can remember my um my dad having the private dancer album yeah. like i remember that Same. album yeah, 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 and, yeah and i remember being like 
And I remember when her videos would come on and my dad would be like, you know, she's like 44, right? You know, as a kid, when you're six, you're not, you're like, wow, like that's yeah. really, but she looks like, is that what 44 looks yeah, like? Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> like, because, wow. like, you know, concept of age as a kid, you're like, yeah. everybody over 10, you're like, you're old, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then, um, but when you just realize, like, she looked amazing. Uh, and in her career, when you just think about all the stuff that she went through, and, and I actually went and bought um, the book, I, Tina. Mm, I bought it mm-hmm. um, and read it after, after the movie. And I just remember going, like, the movie doesn't even have nearly, like, it doesn't even nearly, re- I mean, it tells the story, but it doesn't tell the story. Like, right. when you find out all the stuff that Ike really did, like, I remember um, reading that there was somebody um, that worked on their staff who might have also been a person he was having an affair with, like, because mm-hmm. they, they said, like, he just kept a gaggle of women around or whatever, and she, she, because the story was, the book was done in interview style. Have you ever read it? No. Mm-mm. So it's interview style. And then they even interview Ike at some point in the book. Mm. He's not featured a lot, but he's in some of the chapters. And um, one of the people that worked for them, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, one time I saw him stick a lit cigarette up her nose. And I was just like, oh, that's so horrifying. And just the fact that she was still able to, like, she's still going out and performing and just, you know, just putting on this show. And no one knows that all this stuff is happening behind the scenes. Like, like that's such a strong person, you know, to, yeah. to just have to do all of that and like and you know and when you think about how you know publicity is where you're like oh to the public they just seem like oh here's just this great couple that's just making music and then you find out like oh my god this this man was a monster like like this is horrible but just the fact that you know being in her 40s and then coming out and winning all those grammys and doing all that stuff you're like how amazing is that like she came out on the other side and then just everything just like that album was great and I just remember watching that video and just being like she's so cool like that's, yeah, that's what I yeah, just yeah. remember thinking as a kid like she's really cool yeah. I love her hair like I thought her hair was cool I just thought she was such a cool person yeah, yeah. and like the pose on the album yes, cover you know, yes yes uh, oh just the whole like, yeah Private Dancer what was what else was in there there was um god I think she did a cover of um did she do I Can't Stay in the Rain on that one or uh, I feel like she did a maybe an Al Green cover too. But yeah, like, yeah. Let, let's stay together. Was yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like um, her version of that song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's just it was just so just a, such a cool, cool time. And then just I just I mean just when you t- you know just looking back at how she was just like I literally had nothing. Like I had nothing. I had to be able to raise my kids and then just to come out on the other side and be like. I want to do rock and roll, and people are like you're a forty something year old black woman. What are you What are you doing? And she's like, right. No, nah, that's what I want, and she made it happen. Yeah, and you know, like getting through those kind of lean years in between, yeah, in Vegas or yeah, whatever, and, just you just doing what you got to do to yeah. to make it. But yeah, I just you know where she's like, normally this is something where. What was it? Better be good to me. That was on that album, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay album. together. Better be good to me. Yeah, and I can't stand the rain. Yeah, private dancer. Like whatever. Just it amazing. Was, yeah, her. Yeah, and I and I like the original. I can't stand the rain. But when I heard hers, I was like, <gasps> mm. Did I not? Re- but I probably just didn't listen to it when I was six because I didn't. I was probably listening to whatever was on MTV yeah. or whatever they were, you yeah. know, at the time. But yeah, I just that movie. I just I loved it. It just such a classic movie then you know later on i'm like 
they didn't win Oscars. That, of I course, oh. as you can see, I get very hurt when nobody mm. wins things that I like. So. Right. And <laughs> at the time, I was like, like, I'm not a big fan of the piano anyway. But I was like, she didn't even talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? what are you doing? Yeah. Like, um, not to be disrespectful, but come on. Right. Like, Angela Bassett. Yeah. Just her transformation. So crazy, right? Like, I don't think anybody would, you know, like see Tina Turner and Angela Bassett walking down the street as themselves and be like, oh, I can't tell them apart. But when you see her in this movie, it's like the physicality, her facial expressions. Yes. She just has it. Uh, Um, The montage of um, uh, rolling, um, what is it? Um rolling in a uh, what is why am I blanking on the song Creed is Clearwater Revival yes yes I mean uh, just just that when they show that like just through the, like that step scene just those scenes it was like look at her energy mm-hmm. look at how powerful and you're like Tina Turner was doing this stuff Tina Turner still does this stuff right, like right, that's right. crazy right yeah um, man yeah and then like you know she re-recorded new versions of those songs for the movie yes Uh, the duets and all that stuff like the stuff and i think lawrence fishburne Mm -hmm. did the ike parts yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and then it always tripped me out that i was like oh like in real life i was this little tiny small man and Mm -hmm. you know and you know like i'm like lord but lawrence fishburne still captured that whole essence where you're like man like oh like it's just yeah the two of them are both Robbed. They just they Robbed. were just phenomenal and in that movie. Yeah, oh. they should both have Oscars. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, just in general for yeah. other things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that movie specifically, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> dare you yeah. not give them? Yeah. An Oscar. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna write a sternly worded letter to the Academy I, after this. And, you uh, should. I will co-write yeah. the letter okay. with Thank you. Because they need yeah. to hear from us. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, before we move on from cover versions, I just need to say, like, I've talked about cover versions before on mm-hmm. this podcast and said, like, I don't think there's a point unless somebody can make the song their own or right. do something different with it. And Tina is one of the, like, it, I, I, I think Tina Turner, Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, people like that who can take someone else's song yes. and at the very least, really make it their own and ha- do something completely different. For sure. But sometimes just make it better. Like they have a better understanding of what the song should have been in the first yeah, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think I, I feel the same way. It's like, just like, okay, like when you, we mentioned Aretha Franklin, like, uh, I mean, like for the longest time, I had no idea that Respect was, right? <laughs> and then I know that was Otis Redding's song. And yeah. then when I heard his version, I'm like, and I think it was like there's like an audio clip somewhere where he's just like, oh, there's a little girl that's singing my song now. And I'm like, because when you, you know, especially not growing up during that time when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, I know respect. I know. I know Aretha right. Franklin. And you're like, right. oh, my God, that yeah. was somebody else. And then Aretha Franklin also did uh, Stevie Wonder wrote um, Until You Come Back to Me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I love his version. But then you, but when you hear her singing it, you're like. Yeah. Like his version is still amazing, but you're like, man, she really took that song and killed it. I mean, yeah. just, yeah. Like, yeah. where you're like, oh, that song, you, I mean, you feel the pain from both, but you're like, this is a woman who has been wronged. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just is like, you know, actually thinking about the words and applying yeah. them to her own life and really, I mean, she was just, yeah, like, amazing. I'm on another planet. But, yeah. um, uh, and the other one that I always think of is, um, oh, Say a Little Prayer. Like, you know, the Dionne Warwick version yeah. that's like, 
so on its own, you're like, I, I love Dion too. And I have right. plenty of time for her, but it sounds like once you've heard Aretha's, Aretha's version, it's like this very stiff kind of like contained, you know, yeah, a little you know, standard, right? Like Burt Bacharach. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, we're and like, then Aretha okay. gets it, and she just is like, you know, let's let's all of the emotion out. So I you mean, oh uh, yeah, um, it's and properly yes. expressed. <laughs> have you heard her son of a preacher man? Uh, <laughs> so I mean, sorry for anyone listening. That was a, like, that's a that's a like, good who noise. Knew that's like, this, yeah. Who knew we'd have this extra? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just incredible. And also, like again, I mean, Stevie Wonder, like um, taking Beatles songs, like yeah. um, we can work it out. Where if I, I don't know if I've heard. Oh, go, do I have to go so, listen? I have to go it's listen. It's so good. It's like again. Oh wait! Be- oh, I know that. Oh, I did not know that was. A, are you? That's a Beatles song. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know um, that song. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, re- reinterpreting things in a way that's yeah totally feels like there's All right, this is their fi- song. that finally somebody yeah. understands what this song should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, T- Tina Turner as well. Um, the, the same kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, what I loved about the movie is really getting to give the yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that most people at that time like she was hugely famous it's uh, the, the difference between that and like yeah. Richie Valens is that yeah he died really young he had a much shorter career mm-hmm. Tina Turner was world famous right you know, all of the all of this stuff her comeback had happened people knew what right the, you know that yeah. it was a happy ending that she like yeah you know, and she had. was still going yeah right right yeah um but just uh, I, I can remember being a kid and like friends of mine not realizing that she had a career before <laughs> Private Dancer. Where you're like, yeah, uh, guys, me. yeah, Proud <laughs> Mary, come yeah, on, yeah. And then um, um, what was that song? The one with the um, wild hair producer that she did the um, the um, with was it the Wall of Sound with the group? What was it? The When I Was a Little Girl, I Had a Rag Doll. Uh, and it gets uh, stronger. Like she's singing. Like they go over it in the movie. Uh, but um, why am I blanking? On it was a song with Phil Spector. But um, uh, the song that he thought was gonna really be a hit, and it just it. I don't think it so went up the charts. Yes, that, that song. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think I went and listened to the like the the version of that song where I was like, this song should have totally been a hit, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get, like I said, I get very offended about things that I love when yeah. it doesn't go where I think it needs to go. <laughs> right, right. Like, this song should have been number one, guys. Yeah. And I also remember listening to the soundtrack to What's Love Got to Do With It and thinking, like, you know, finally, maybe uh, some of these songs will get the justice <laughs> that they deserve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, all, all of those elements. I mean, I think I, like Tina Turner has said stuff and uh, other people like, you know, the sort of vil- the villains of the um, the scene like Ike Turner and Phil Spector have mm-hmm. both said like, that's not true. And Ike, Ike didn't get a fair shake in that movie yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, Ugh. you know, if anything, from what Tina Turner said, <laughs> it it was like. Uh, watered down version of what yeah, actually happened. Yeah, was, was like a lot, a lot worse shit that was going on. Right, like she did you a solid man. Like yeah, she, right. like especially when I, like when I read that the autobiography, I'm like, oh, this yeah. was way worse than yeah. the stuff that we saw because they were, you know, she obviously for movies they have to do composite characters and mm-hmm. things like that, and you know, and just where they were like, yeah, like because I think what was it? Because I know the way the movie 
made it seem that made it seem like her first kid was by him, and they were like, no, 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 that actually was not the right, case. Like right. you had to keep somebody else first, and then yeah. you know you're like, oh, and then all these they were like, he was actually having straight up like real affairs with mm-hmm. the backup singers and yeah, had kids yeah. with them while she was pregnant, you know, stuff like that. And you're mm-hmm. like, this is way worse than yeah. this is crazy. And then the fact that she took, um, she raised his, you know, cause I think that did happen where the, his common law wife left the kids, mm-hmm. the two kids with him. And you're like, she raised your kids and right, right. all these shenanigans and antics. And yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, she did you. You came out looking pretty okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. For what for the things that you really did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even, you know, a condensed version, it was still like I think to have her story given an even bigger platform cuz like you know the book sold lots of copies. Right. She done those like interviews with uh, MTV with the uh, uh, Kurt Loader. Kurt Loader, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. wrote, he was, he was, he's, the book, right, right, right. The yeah, 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 the yeah. Book, yeah. Yeah. I can remember seeing like interviews uh, around the time when the movie came out mm-hmm. where the two of them were talking and he's like, you know, are you going to, are you going to watch it? And she's like, I don't need to watch it. I lift it. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yes, yes, good for you. I, uh, um, what was I think years later? Um, I think there was some interview like after Ike Turner died and somebody mm-hmm. was like, you know, they were like, um, just, just Tina aware, and they were just like, "Oh, she's I'm aware." Like, yeah. like it was yeah. pretty much like, I, yeah. "I am." She, she has been informed. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it was like, guys, she's living in another country with her, with her man, with her yeah. husband. She is yeah, not thinking yeah. that part of her life has been over since the what 60s, 70s. Yeah. Like, she's not. Come on, yeah. guys. Yeah, and she's like, she's she's done all right. Yeah, with she's herself. fine. She's <laughs> yeah. she did an interview a year or two ago that was like. Um, you know, people asking her all these questions, like m- presuming all of these things about her and like, oh, you must miss touring. And she's like, not one bit. I was so excited to stop. And she's like, I live in the south of France. I have a wonderful life. I'm so, so right. happy. And there was some other question about Ike Turner. And like, you know, do you ever think about him? And blah, blah, blah. Or I, I can't remember what the, the question was, but some something like saying, you know, yeah. oh, um, you know, he felt really wronged and you know do you ever feel like uh the you know think about his uh how he felt before he, he uh you know after the movie came out or whatever and she's like he, i don't think about him he is dead and we're like just kind of you know like not like, even hey, serious just kind of like laughing like no matter he's dead like, it doesn't matter yeah he's gone she's very um, unbothered yeah she's yeah. so and, unbothered and i love it yep and that's the way it should I be like it. yeah i just I want mean, i i miss having her in the news and right. seeing her out and about and doing stuff but I also am just like I'm so happy that she's happy and that she's, she's like got this good you know, yeah, great that's, life yeah. and she has like, nothing left to prove as well it's like right. she's got this enormous body of work you look at those like you know get in a YouTube wormhole looking at old performances all and the time it's just <laughs> like oh my just, god I mean she has been working her whole career I mean just killing mm. it just yeah I've seen like Peter's like in, in the old costumes and stuff, and I'm like, she has been amazing from day one. Like yeah. this is yeah. wild. Like, yeah, it's just amazing. Like, you know, it was it Nutbush, Tennessee? To yeah. come from Tennessee, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then this amazing career. Yeah, yeah. And you see that, like, you know, when 
I can't remember what, if it was the Grammys or something, but Beyonce thanking her. And it's like, you watch those old Tina Turner performances and you see exactly how Beyonce has drawn inspiration from her. Um, Like so many of her dance moves and just like... Just the theatrics of it all. And the the confidence, the the way, this image of just like Mm -hmm. this... Like power just like radiating out of her. Yes. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Totally amazing. Um, So sadly, we're moving on to a film that is not a biopic. Uh, biopic. I hope everyone can, you know, they can get over it, can deal with it. There is a musical element to it, though. So, you know, I think we're I think we're safe. I think we're okay. Um, So nine to five. Yes. Do you have memories about uh, seeing that the first time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, so these are a couple of things. I was young and um, like I said, this might've been when my parents had HBO. Okay. This might've been the HBO (laughs) stint. And um, because yeah, it was HBO then later Cinemax. And um, again, one of the movies that I watched on a regular basis, so much so to where like that movie just had everything to Mm. me. Just so many elements of like, these are the first two things that stood out as a kid. Okay, so um, one, there's a scene where Jane Fonda's character is like trying to use the copier mm-hmm. and all the paper shoots out. Yeah. And I just remember, and of course, again, I was a kid, all the different colors of typing paper. And uh-huh. for some I was like, that is what I want in my <laughs> life. <laughs> like, I need that. I need that. I need Typing paper and what was I? Did I know how to type at the time? Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> did not. I don't even know if I was. I could. I probably was like four or five. Mm. But I'm like, I need that paper. And I just remember like the, you know, the all the stuff. And I remember my mom worked in a in HR for and, I, and back then that's when they called it personnel. Yeah. And my mom, <laughs> I remember going when you go to work. I was, I was like, will you please bring me? Will you bring me typing paper? And she's like, um, she's like. Oh, okay. I guess I got some type of paper. And I was like, but I needed to be, I need colors. Cause I think she brought me a couple of white sheets. I like, hear you can draw on this. And I'm like, but yeah, I need the other kind. And she's like, what other kind yeah. are you asking for? <laughs> and I was like, I need the kindness and colors. And you're like, orange and blue. My mom was like, I don't know if we have all of that, but I mean, yeah. I guess I could bring you, I think we might have some extra. I could bring it to you. But that was fascinating to me. And then the, um, the sequence with the, um, what was it when they, um, Lily Tomlin, when they were poisoning yeah, the rat the poison animation. in the cup? Yeah, yeah. When I was like, it's a cartoon. Yeah, in yeah. The middle of his movie. Yeah, yeah. And so I loved it. But in general, I just, you know, I can think back on it now where I don't even know if it really hit me at the time, but it was like, oh, these are women just taking over and this is amazing. Like these are like, they, they took their boss down and they're right, like, right. and especially when you think that movie was what 19, was it 1980? I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 It's like, so, I just had its 40th, 40th anniversary. Jeez. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, when I think about that, where it's like, it would just, it just had so much. It's like, you got the, you got the new girl who's, you know, in this relationship where she, what was it? Her husband was cheating. That was, uh-huh. uh, yeah. And then she, this is her first time in the workforce. And then you got, Dolly Parton where it's like everybody's assuming she's sleeping with the boss and she's not you know mm-hmm. she's happily married and all the women are mean to her at work and it just makes you think especially in current day we're like oh have I been like that to somebody at a job like we're like oh this yeah office rumors like of course like this kind of stuff this is what happens and then you got you know Lily Tomlin where she's like the person that's really keeping the business going and then I just love like 
how they came together to oust him. And yeah. it was just, yeah, yeah. And just, the, 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 just, you know, them changing the office and then like, you know, especially when everything happens and then he comes back from the, from them capturing him. Right, right, and right. And then you're yeah. like, people are happy. This person who was an alcoholic is not drinking anymore. <laughs> right, People right. are, there's a time, there's a desk share program. You yeah, know, it's like yeah. the whole thing just changed where it went from like this crazy environment. But I love the fantasy sequences, just of what they were, how they were going to take him out. Oh, yeah. Like I just, I mean, just, I mean, I love that movie. I yeah. love, I, yeah. yeah. And I think several years ago, I saw it on sale at a Target. It was like five bucks. No, it, Oh, I need yeah. this. Yes. And I went home and watched it that <laughs> yeah. night. I yeah. don't have a DVD player anymore, but I need yeah. to now go purchase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved that movie. Loved it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you have like movies you love when you're a kid and you don't watch them for, you know, 10, 15 years or something, yeah. you're like, oh, that's such a good movie. We should watch yeah. that. And yeah. you sit down and watch it and you're like, oh my God, this does not hold up. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. everybody's racist or yeah, like you know yeah, something like, like oh, that. all these like weird I love that weird yeah. 80s things that are just like ooh no yeah. I feel bad no right, no right, turn right. it off yeah and this is like it holds up so it well it holds up yeah it's so like funny and um just this really it was hugely successful and it's this really feminist yes. movie too yeah. and just like unashamedly oh, feminist just um I love so it amazing. yeah and then what was it? What was it? Was Roz the the rat the one that was telling the boss everything, like <laughs> yes. taking the notes, and, and you know, and I just remember yeah. like I was like, of course you would be, of course you would betray all yeah. this great work yeah. that's yeah. happening yeah. here. But yeah, but when um, what was it? What was Dolly Parton? She's like, I'm gonna hog time, and <laughs> yes. you know, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. just. <laughs> Yeah, but just the fact that it was like, no, he just simply fell out of his desk and they thought they poisoned him. And I'm like, that is yeah, so, so like it was the rat yeah. poison and the sugar. Yeah. And it just, that movie, yeah, to this day, it's, yeah, it holds up. It's one of the ones where you're like, they got everything right yeah. in this movie. Like, yeah. this is all, like, everything was just handled really well. And it's like, oh, they're talking about, this is sexual harassment before. I'm not even sure if they called it sexual harassment right, then, right, you know? Right. But it's like, that's what he was doing. And they, they're like, no, 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 we're going to. Like we're gonna teach you a lesson, yeah. but we're also we're gonna we're gonna make some changes at this job. Right, right. And and then at the end when the when the big boss comes in, like this is this is great. And how they sent him off to a whole nother thing or something. Yeah, Whatever yeah, they yeah. got captured or something yeah. in, in a jungle or something like yeah, that. But yeah. it's like that's such a yeah, I loved that movie. I mean, just hollering and singing nine to five all the time. Oh I God, mean, yeah. it just was it had yeah. everything. It had yeah. every yeah. everything. I'm I'm now. I got to go get it. I got to yeah. find out where where to watch. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think it it's Amazon? streaming somewhere. <gasps> Maybe if it is, um, I must yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yes, I need to watch yeah. it. And it was Dolly Parton's first movie as well. Um, what? Oh, because you know what? Because I feel like I remember reading something where she said she was eating a prop rib <laughs> yeah well she was like i didn't know you yeah. know you know oh that was yeah. her first yeah but you would not you have know, known that yeah. no i mean she was phenomenal loved yeah. it yeah she and was great in that movie. i love hearing from all three of them just how much fun they had working together and that they've all stayed such close friends since That's then it's so just cool. like oh so sweet and like be still my heart again like yeah. uh I would love to see an updated version of that movie. I would love it. They were going to do a sequel. They were going to do a sequel? Until 2018. They were talking Ooh. about it and writing it, and then they canceled it last no. year. I know. No. I know. They're still 
holding out hope they're going to get like Dolly Parton oh. on Grace and Frankie for the last season. Oh, but that that's be. not the same thing. I know. Guys. I still I want to I want to know what happens years later with those same characters. Yeah. And I feel like and wasn't there something where maybe the Queen Latifah was she going to do an updated version? Maybe, maybe. I yeah, feel like yeah. I've read something. Maybe it was, or was it um um. Rashida Jones. I feel like some. I feel she, like somebody. That was it. No, Rashida Jones was writing it. Oh, she was writing the so, one, the sequel for yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Dolly Parton said like in October that they weren't doing it. Oh yeah. man, tragedy. That would have been. I know. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine to five, just classic, classic. Yeah. And yeah, and I was like, yeah, and I just, it's just so cool to think back, like to be exposed to that as a child, you know, mm. to go like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, you know, cause I didn't know what a feminist was at five or right. whatever I was watching right. it, you know, but, but just to know like, oh, I got to see that. And, and I don't, yeah, it didn't even, didn't even dawn on me until like when I was thinking about it just now where I'm like, that's so cool. That yeah. And the, like J- Jane Fonda came up with the idea and originally it was supposed to be a drama No, and it was like, she wanted to make a movie about that had this kind of feminist message and there was this vague idea of, you know, like oh, no. women, how women are treated in the workplace. And then they made the decision to make it a comedy because she's oh. like, I don't want it to be this like heavy handed thing that we're really you know, <gasps> punching the audience in the face with this stuff. Get out of here. Not, and, I did not know that. Yeah. And now I think. It, it's like it's the perfect balance because it's so funny and so light, but you get right. You really feel yeah. the, the the message that it's yeah. trying to deliver for sure. Because um, and now I mean, now I'm thinking about like thinking about an office job that I had where it's not, <laughs> it's not that we were coming and coming down against like and poisoning people, but I do re- you know I remember being in a in an office environment and because you go through points where things do feel toxic sometimes mm-hmm. and like I. I had a um I had a boss who um she felt like one of my coworkers was talking too much. So she presented him with a rock fountain, but she took all the rocks away and she handed them out to the rest of us at work and she's like, Anytime you think he crosses the line, he gets a rock for his fountain and I just remember all of us at work going Oh, I don't what? want to participate in right, 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 right. rock punishment. Like yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be involved. Yeah. And, and like I said, my mom is in HR, so I remember calling her, and I was like, "Hey, so there's this thing <laughs> that happened." And uh, my mom was like, "Listen, do not participate. She <laughs> yeah. goes, you don't give out one damn rock to yeah. one person because she said if that person feels." you know, like they've been singled out. She's like, then you would also be involved. And she's like, you don't want that at all. And so quietly, we all secretly rallied in general and started doing stuff like, okay, guys, we're going to just have to make this work. So we got to drink the Kool-Aid. And then I was (laughs) riling people up. And now now that I think about it, I'm like, oh God, that's what I was doing. I was right. Maybe was it from nine to five? But I was was going around giving people packets of Kool-Aid privately. And I'm like, this in your desk as a reminder <laughs> you look at this whenever you feel like you want to get out of so we want to drink this kool-aid we're going to go along with whatever our boss says until we can get the hell out of here right, right, but i was right. like rallying up, yeah. rallying up people and i'm like oh my god that's probably why i was like come on guys we're gonna do it. yeah 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 but i was getting i mean we were we had all kind of little secret alliances and stuff going on in public. We'd be like, oh, no, things are great. Yeah. Things yeah. are amazing. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, we were all like, let's get out of here. We're going to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. I just read some uh, an article that was like 
published around the time of the 40th anniversary of the movie and saying like how relevant it is to the workplace now and yeah, um, that mean, you know nothing's really changed unfortunately no it's a no it's a, yeah there were yeah the place that I worked it was a it was you know how you work a place where you're like it's fine it's mm. fine but then there are also other things where you're like <sighs> yeah how did we how did we get here yeah how yeah how was it current present day and this is what we're we're doing and, and a place I worked prior to that was it was so oppressive to the point where I remember um it was like we had assigned lunch breaks mm. okay and then I remember one day like I was I swiped at 12 and I think I was swiping as the clock turned to a 101 and so then I'm sitting at my desk I don't think anything of it I have a boss that comes over and she's like um, I need you to log out of your phone and close your computer and I need to come talk to you and I'm like oh okay and she was like, so what time is your scheduled lunch? And I was like, oh, it's at 12. It's at oh 12. Oh, my God. And I, she goes, so what time did you come back today? And I said, uh, at 1? Well, according to the sheet, it shows 101. Well, do you want to explain yourself? And I was like, I don't really have an explanation other than it was turning to 101. As I was like, well, you need to work on being here from 12 until one. you need to work on your time management. I'm like, it was literally turning right. to, it was just, you know, this is why, this is why nine to five existed because I think like this. Right. It's like, yeah, I need yeah. to work on my time management. You need to get a hobby. <laughs> right. You know, you are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, still so many work environments where you're like, it's just that kind of sterile thing going on. Mm. And you're like, real human people work here. Like, mm-hmm. you could be a real person sometimes. But I just remember thinking that was the most ridiculous because I'm like, Am I about to get written up? For, right, for, right. I'm like, literally, this is the only time this has happened. And yeah. I'm about to be in trouble for swiping in as the clock turned to 101. Yeah, and I, that kind of stuff. <laughs> when when you know that the job you're doing is like, this is not really my life. This is I'm This life. is like a bump in the road and I'll be out of here soon. Yeah. When people talk to you like that, it makes yeah. it like a million times worse. Yeah. Just like, oh, oh my God. God. I'm just trying to struggle right. through this for as long right. as I'm here. You're just like, like oh, this go is why away. people get rat poison instead of sugar. <laughs> yes. In yes. their coffee. <laughs> not that I would yes. poison anybody, no. guys. No. I just wanted to be very yeah. clear. But I guess the moral of the story is if you have a boss like that, show them nine to five and just be like, I'm not saying this is what will happen to you, but, but just be aware. Let this be a yeah. feminist warning. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel tremendously satisfied. This was so much fun. Cool. This um, was very yeah. fun. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, if people want to keep up with uh, what you're up to okay. and when you have shows and all of that, yes. uh, is social media the best way? Yeah. You know yeah. what? So I am on the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm, now I'm talking to my mom. I'm on the Facebooks because <laughs> my mom loves to say I was out there on Facebook. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm on Instagram at Mia Comedy. And I'm on Twitter at Mia Comedy. I mostly just retweet. And yeah. then I put all my dates are on my website. So MiaJackson.com. Yeah. So that's that's the one thing that I usually mostly keep up with. Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible on other things, but I try. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Great. Uh, Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. All right. All right. right. See, didn't I tell you? That was so, so much fun. Are you not entertained, people? 
Thanks so much to Mia for making time for me. When you're trapped in your house and searching for the next thing to watch, check out her comedy. You'll find tons of stuff online. She did a Comedy Central special last year. Check her out. And before I get to the recommendations, just a little reminder to support the artists you love in whatever way you can during this crisis. If you don't have money to spend, support them with views and streams. If you do have money to spend, spend it. Download albums instead of listening to them on Spotify. Do whatever you can. We all need artists to flourish right now so they can continue to entertain us and give us hope. So please, please offer your support. Okay, a few quick recommendations. Jessie Ware recently put out a video for her latest single, Spotlight, which is a fucking tune. My friend described it as murder on the dance floor of the Orient Express, and that is a perfect description, so watch that video. Uh, another Jessie, albeit with a different spelling, Jessie Lanza, also put out a great video for her new single, Lick in Heaven. That one is like a nerd church dance with synths. Maybe. And then finally, Fortet put out a video for his new single called Baby, and it's just as great as the other two, but it also has an advantage if you're going a little stir-crazy. The video is globetrotting and expansive, and it'll make you feel like you're flying. Cool, right? And that's mostly it. I want to try one other little thing this week. I'm going to read something to you. This is a passage from a novel called Maud Martha. It's the only novel by Pulitzer Prize winning poet Gwendolyn Brooks. This little scrap of this novel means a lot to me because it was in a play that I did for two years as a kid. It was a play about the history of black music. Totally expected for a Jew to be cast in a play about the history of black music, right? Anyway, this reading is a little bit uh, apropos of nothing, except that it's always been a source of comfort for me, and I'm hoping that it will provide that for you too. So here we go. What she liked was candy buttons and books and painted music deep blue or delicate silver, and the west sky, so altering, viewed from the steps of her back porch, and dandelions. She would have liked a lotus, or china asters, or the Japanese iris, or meadow lilies. Yes, she would have liked meadow lilies, because the very word meadow made her breathe more deeply, and either fling her arms or want to fling her arms, depending on who was by, rapturously up to whatever was watching in the sky. But dandelions were what she chiefly saw. Yellow jewels for every day, studding the patch green dress of her backyard. She liked their demure prettiness, second to their everydayness. For in that latter quality, she thought she saw a picture of herself. And it was comforting to find that what was common could also be a flower. There. That's it. Keep the faith, my friends. I'll be back with more next week. In the meantime... Love each other, support each other, stay home, and wash your motherfucking hands. Until next time, bye! Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.